0: what is this is 22 this last one's 21 this is 22 yeah
1: that would okay. work it stands to reason fourth yes. grade math
0: fourth grade math right there
1: <laughs> you guys were in the advanced class right. shoot well he's teaching it, so i better figure it out
0: <laughs> i do Hey guys, it's Kevin. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Sauced on Beer Bourbon Barbecue. I'm really excited to share with you our first live interview with David Weglars and Andrew Spa of Still 630 in downtown St. Louis. You may hear some extra noise in this episode because we recorded live in their production facility. This is by far probably one of my most favorite episodes we've done and hopefully the first of many interviews to come. So... I hope you enjoy this episode, and I hope that you stay sauced on beer, bourbon, and barbecue. Welcome back to Beer, Bourbon, Barbecue. I'm your host, Kevin, joined here by Alex. Hey, Kevin. And we are super excited today because this is our first live interview ever, and we are at probably the coolest distillery in all of St. Louis. Still 630 and we are joined here by two amazing people, David, who's our distill, what what is your official title? David? I would call
1: myself uh, distiller, okay. founder, jack of all trades, floor cool. sweeper, cool guide.
0: And Andrew, who he's going to, I'm dragging him into this. <laughs> he, he's, I don't even know, Andrew, are you wanting to do this?
2: Absolutely. Cool. I'm cool. here for the, the whiskey. Cool.
0: That's why, That's why I'm here. <laughs> so, Dave, we're just want to get to know you. Want to get to know what is still six thirty. Uh, How did you get your start? How did you create this amazing distillery we're sitting in?
1: Well, uh, first you got to say it's a lot of pressure to be your first interview. I hope I don't do badly, and this is the last interview you guys ever do. Oh, I'm I'm but, hoping to uh, get more. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will. But uh, still, still six thirty here is it's just my little american dream i'm trying to turn this i'm trying to build uh, an empire you know and be a 21st century liquor baron that's my goal um and this is our humble beginnings here and so we just i just wanted to set out and make a phenomenal craft distillery and i want it to grow to be the best craft distillery in the galaxy but um you know you got to start somewhere and this is our square one and so we, we set it up right downtown St. Louis, and we've been here. We moved in in the beginning of 2012 to this old historical building here. And uh, 2013, we sold our first bottles, and we've been kind of rock and rolling ever since. We're really really sitting here in our production facility, which is our only facility yeah. at the moment. But um, uh, about a year, little over a year, almost a year and a half ago, our company tripled in size. It was very aggressive growth. I don't know if you guys know a lot about business, but tripling in size is a big deal. Uh, So we went from one person to three people. So yeah, (laughs) massive expansion. Um, So Andrew here is our first full-time employee. He is our master of sales and distribution. And he's the guy that really is helping me shoulder this burden and grow it into really become the vision that we're, we've been searching. So.
0: So where did you get, like, your start in the whole whiskey world? Like, I mean, were you always like, I want to be a distiller growing up? Or how did that kind of
2: well,
1: come about? I've always been a, a drinker and enjoying uh, fine beverages of all types. You know, I like, I like wines with food and stuff. I'm a big beer fan and love all kinds of spirits, almost all kinds of spirits. Um, <laughs> But uh, no i didn't I never set out to do this. I was an English major in college, you know, so I drank a lot. Then I was uh, <laughs> a, a whitewater river rafting guy down in North Carolina nice. um, also <laughs> in partook. <laughs> um, but then I moved up to Chicago, took the next logical step, became a futures trader, trading stocks, commodities, all that nonsense. did really? it for about eight years. Uh, it was something it, it, it continued the the drinking theme there. Um, but I got really burnt out on that, and I always – I always wanted to start my own company, you know, be my own boss, make a ton of money. And so far, I'm my own boss, yeah, we're still working on the rest of it. But uh, I never knew exactly what I wanted to do, you know. I saw a bunch of other people, like, making their companies and stuff and starting things. They're like, I don't know what my idea is. And I was into craft beer. I thought that maybe we'd open a brewery because I thought making alcohol sounded like an incredible thing to do with life. Um, we were drinking there one day, looking at all the beer we just made, but we kind of bearded out, and we're drinking whiskey, and we're like, you know somebody's somebody's got to make this too certainly you know if they can do it down in the foothills of west virginia we can do it with the roof over our heads right um so just kind of the, the idea took hold matured and uh i just i mean it sounds cliche but the real answer to your question is i i truly believe that you live once and it's up to you to make your life whatever you want it to be and i wanted mine to be incredible and this is my version of incredible in here so um yeah
3: yeah well so far it looks pretty cool
1: it's a fun little place. It's yeah. probably the best man cave in town.
3: I, I love it. So <laughs> sitting here, looking up at your wall, if you guys haven't been here, first you should come because it's, really, it's a really neat space. But we got this. Tell us about this wall behind us here.
1: Well, it's structurally important to the building. It holds it up. <laughs> great, um, great, Keeps the elements out.
3: Definitely. <laughs> so on this wall, okay. <laughs> we've got, it looks like, a couple uh, a couple bottles here with some awards.
1: Yes. So this is, this is us kind of showing off a little bit here. Uh, I cut off the ends of a bunch of used barrels that we had to make little displays. And then we've got all the spirits that we've ever released that have won uh, medals in competition. Awesome. So I am very, very, very proud to say... There are only two spirits we've ever released that are not up on that wall. Okay, wow. And if I can count quickly, we're looking at a little over 19 spirits up there right now. And one of those two um, was a barrel-aged black Manhattan, and we only got a handful of bottles, so we never even submitted it. Um, the other one was a brewery collaboration that was awesome, and one of our cult hits, one of like the most popular things we've released. But it was so weird that you know, in the blind judging of the spirits competitions, they didn't know what to do with it. Is, is my understanding, mm-hmm. based on the tasting notes we got back from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so when you see this, you come in here, you see uh, this is our little wall of, of fame over here. What was, I was I was say, what was your first one, first
0: award that you got? Like when, because I've heard you talk, I've seen some videos on kind of what you guys do here. What was that first one where you're like, I, I've got something here?
1: That was 2015. And we won a gold medal for our Maple Sunset, which is our rye whiskey finished in the ex-bourbon, ex-maple syrup barrel. And we won another medal for our sorghum and and a couple others there. But that was the first time we ever won anything. And I was just over the moon. I mean, this whole thing started as an idea in my head. I'd never done it before. i never really trained anywhere. There's a little pot still in the other corner over there that was never working in my garage or backyard, anything like that. So to go from that to winning an award at, you know, blind objective judges and stuff was uh it, it was a dream come true I, mean, I, I still have a hard time looking at this wall and believing it's real um it's it's badass man i yeah. you know if i do say so myself no, it is awesome. to me, it is to me it's, it's so cool sure. um, it's,
0: it's like your family pictures
1: kind of yeah. like you know but i like
0: everybody yeah. in this picture <laughs> <laughs> alex when we win podcast awards we're doing this yes for our podcast
3: we're putting them in barrels yes yeah. we'll, we'll buy barrels from you Perfect. and cut them up and
1: Oh, yeah, that's really
3: cool. Are all of these um, on sale? Can you get all of these, or are that, some of them discontinued? Very good question,
1: and a lot of people get uh, you know upset about that. We do a lot of experimentation, a lot of creativity. So mm-hmm. that means small batches, one-offs, um, real quick runs. We Things don't last very long. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, unfortunately, at this moment, most of these spirits are not available. Gotcha. Some of them probably may never come back. And some of them will, but it you know might be a couple of years. We I, I'm looking up here and I see a few that we have aging. Um, okay. So we'll have Maple Sunset back again eventually. Uh, we might have another version of the Truth. Uh, we're doing a twist on Still Modern there that'll come out one day. Uh, bourbon will come back in November, and Double Barrel will come back in December. The five year. Uh, kind of our pride and joy right there right now uh comes back at the end of this month at six thirty day so Ooh, awesome. um yeah so it's pretty cool and then you know the gin the rally point big jake breakfast brew rum sorghum uh those are kind of available year-round right now great cool. mm-hmm. so
0: you kind of mentioned that we're at this unique distillery mm-hmm. and i think this is what makes i believe i
1: said historically Histori- significant
0: yes yes <laughs> and tell us a little bit about why we're in this historically significant building because like for me, this building bring, brings back memories. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about delicious memories. Yes, sure. delicious yeah. menu, memories.
1: So, so I, I never ate here myself as you did. So maybe you can correct me. I've always heard it was pronounced hard days. I, I think I've, that makes, it, makes a it a little bit, yeah, a little right? bit more fancy. You know, yeah. we're
0: down on Seward kind of area. Yeah, there's yeah. French
1: vibe. I know the fries were French, so I just assumed the there rest of it was. It's an old fast food restaurant, right? For those of us that can't look around and see the obvious joke. Um, yeah, we moved in here in 2012, and I gutted the place. I kept a couple of tables in the corners, you know, for the historical value of and course. the ambiance.
0: That vinyl, that yeah, hardwood, not, you they're know. They're just not
1: making mauve like that anymore, you know. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a real piece. I tried to donate it to the Arch, but they said it was better left where it was.
0: They don't <laughs> want to disturb the <laughs> exactly. historical. Exactly, pre- Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I lose you. all the
1: tax credits, and, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I gutted the place, brought in my equipment, started distilling, working on recipes and things. Um, and then in the middle of 2013, we finally opened up. As we said, this is our production facility. We're usually closed. We open up Friday nights um, to do awesome cocktails. So if you come in on a tour, which we do on some Saturdays and Sundays, and you've got to sign up on the website, still630.com, uh, you can come in and do that, and we'll, I'll walk you through the process. We'll show you the old historical building, and uh, we'll end with some tastings. On the tour, we do all the tastings neat, straight, um, to get the flavor of the different spirits and the different nuances. We're well aware that not everybody drinks booze straight, right? I don't all the time. Love a good cocktail. Andrew and his lovely, significant other, Andrea, are our librarians. We call the cocktail bar the Mm -hmm. library. So they are are our librarians. And they whip up incredible cocktails, basically changing up the menu every week. They've done, what, 72 now, something like that? Yeah,
3: 72 Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, we were here last night. It's They're the done. I've been yeah. wanting to come down. It's the first chance I got. It was really good. It was nice. a lot
1: of fun. Yeah, so so you can come on down on those opportunities, Fridays for cocktails or take a tour. Other than that, we're closed in here because we're just running full production mode. Usually during the week, you know, the door's locked, the music's cranked, we're climbing in and out of tanks or bottling labeling stuff and just kind of kicking ass.
0: Yeah, that sounds, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I think that I've been here now for Four or five times on yeah. Fridays. We we're here last night. Yes. Tell me a little bit about last night's whiskey that we tried. That was amazing. You, okay, and cool. I've had a bunch of your experimental stuff. Yeah. I have like a couple bottles at home and all cool. that. But last night's was something special. really enjoyed it. Oh, I really thank you very enjoyed
1: much. it. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I haven't had a chance to look over any of the surveys, so I, I haven't got a good yeah. feel for it. So I'm very glad to hear that. So uh, what we're talking about for the listeners back home here are our 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 experimental spirits program. And that happens only on the first Friday of every month. So let me back up and explain the program here. I distilled a whole bunch of different individual ingredients, and then we blended them in different ratios and different proportions into different barrels looking for different recipes. Um, Like I said, we try to be very creative and innovative, and we're trying to be uniquely still 630. We're not trying to be a smaller version of Jim Beam or someone. like that. We're trying to be us and unique. And so the part of that is searching for awesome new recipes that we're creating. The experimental program is our chance to bring that experimentation that we're doing in-house anyway and share it with the public and get people's feedback, just like you gave, yeah. you gave me here. So on the first Friday of every month, only on the first Friday of the month, and only in the distillery at 6.30 p.m. I know. Super cool.
0: Everything's 6.30 with you. Right? I don't know why. We'll, we'll get to that in a second because okay. I, okay. I want to talk about the name and all that. So sure. you can explain why 6.30 is so important to you. I
1: will. One second. So yeah. it's, At 6.30 p.m., we release one new experimental spirit on the first Friday of every month. It's a free event. You can come down at 5 o'clock and grab some cocktails in there. But at 6.30, the free part starts, and everyone gets a little sample of that month's new spirit. I give you a quick little talk, kind of tell you what the idea was, what we were going for. Uh, We take a little group picture and then, you know, enjoy it. And if you really like it, you can take a bottle home with you. If not, you know, grab another awesome cocktail and hang out as long as you want. But as I mentioned, we have a little short survey. It's like four questions. Basically, did you like it? Rate the nose, rate the taste. Should we make more of it? And anything else you want to add. But hopefully the survey is painless, and you'll fill it out every month. We're literally asking the public to tell us what you want the future of craft spirits to taste like.
0: It's the best Friday evening I think you yeah. could have here in St. Thank Louis. Thank you very much. Um, and we,
1: we're not trying to take up the yeah. whole evening. You're welcome to come spend the whole evening I here, mean, but- Come do it and go have a great we time. We came
0: down last night. We went to Epic Pizza afterwards, went cool. to ITAP
1: afterwards. We yeah. made a whole
0: evening out of it. Yeah. We found babysitters and uh, <laughs> it, it was, was an awesome. We to take ride. advantage of those oh, babysitters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, last night, what so, was last so night? So, last night was 100% wheat whiskey. It was also X12. Uh, we're doing, like I said, we're doing this for five years, so there's going to be 60 of them total. X12, obviously, was the 12th one, which means it completed our first full year of the Spirits program, which is a neat little milestone mm-hmm. for us. You know, when we started it, we weren't sure anybody was going to come or come back or, you know, enjoy the ride. But as you saw last night, we've been having a pretty solid turnout each and every month. And it seems to grow and we're seeing repeat faces and they bring friends. And it's it's an awesome social community, people that are interested in trying new stuff. And and who doesn't like giving their opinion? Oh, yeah. (laughs) you know. So 100 percent wheat whiskey was last night's. And a lot of the first year was kind of geared towards the idea of giving you uh, individual flavors. So 100% of this ingredient or this one. Okay, so now that first year is complete. We kind of have an idea of what each individual flavor is. Now let's start blending them together and see where we get really into that nuance and little touches of, of different flavors in there and kind of blend them together to make some more complex things.
0: I think I had last month, i remember remembering that, and I remember you and I just kind of talking. Mm-hmm. It was a smoky, and it was so, yeah. oh, it was something so smoky. I was like, this is something I could have while barbecuing. I told my wife nice. that, and I was like, this is just so good. And I'm probably like the worst person to criticize because I for like everything that you've done so far. So <laughs> you can't get it. And I feel, you know, like I want to be like, okay, this is what I think. But it's like this is so good. Everything you've made is so well, good. So, uh, I'm, well, we're trying, yeah. you
1: know, hang in there. We got, you know, 48 more to go. I'm okay. sure we'll disappoint you a couple times. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so the one you're referring to X 11 was, uh, the first true bourbon to come out in the experimental series. And that's, that's one of, there's a couple big recipes that we're looking for out of this series. And hopefully we just kind of stumble across some others. Maybe we'll see, but um, we're looking for a little nuanced and different variation on a bourbon to maybe make a seasonal once-a-year type release, but a little twist on it. Maybe it has some smoke in it like mm-hmm. that one. Maybe it's got a little chocolate. Who knows? But a little little more out there. We're looking for a wheat whiskey, a single malt whiskey, um, maybe barrel-aged gins, tequila. Uh, apple brandy is one that we were kind of searching for. Um, so, so to go back to X11, which was the bourbon, so it was uh, like 60% corn, 20% rye, 20% smoked malt barley. Um, and it was smoked with the three different woods, cherry wood, applewood, and mesquite wood that we've used. If you'd been along for the ride earlier, X6 was applewood, X7 was... Um, mesquite and then x9 was cherry wood those were all individual 100 percent malted barley but smoked with those two what so you had those different flavors and then maybe in x11 you could pick out ooh, that applewood i get more on the nose but then the mesquite kind of lingers longer on yeah. the foot you
0: know what i mean yeah so, i remember that that lingerness of that smoke and it was it was subtle it wasn't overpowering yeah. but like man it just reminded me of good barbecue yeah. like and that cool. was like it brought back all these memories i think that's what it's a cool part about a lot of whiskeys. It Tons brings up. back memories, Man. good times. And I think that's what Alex and I try to do with this podcast. Is yeah, we want to just bring back good times, and I think you guys do a fantastic well, job you. of that.
1: Well, I'm sure you guys have, have know full well that you know, especially scents, but also taste and things are so so deeply tied to memories. Mm-hmm. So when you get like, we'll have people come on the tours and stuff, and they they're doing the tasting before they've even sipped it. They smell it, and they're they're just gushing with, oh, this reminds me of this memory mm-hmm. or this time of with, in the barn with my grandpa or something, you know. And it's, it's neat because I get to learn a little bit about them, and it makes it fresh for me every time. But it's cool to see how closely it's tied. And, yeah. and the smoke on the X-11, smoke is a very uh, polarizing aspect. People tend to love it or hate it kind of a thing. And so we got somewhere. It was a little much. It's, I like it. It's good, but it's a little too smoky for me. Then there were some, like yourself, that were just like, oh, this is dynamite. And then we had a couple guys who were like, that's cool. Why don't you turn up the smoke to 11 in there, you know, and yeah. just really crank it up. It's not for everybody, but I, it's, some people really enjoy it.
0: I do need to give you this compliment, okay? My wife, not a big whiskey drinker. She'll try it and things like that. She said last night's experiment, the did, yep. was probably one of her favorite she's ever had, whiskey-wise. Fantastic. And she is a very hard person to please. <laughs> um <laughs> So that sounds I do unusual give you, for a wife. Yes, uh, um, <laughs> I do give you a huge props on that though, because she was uh, very,
1: very happy about it. I'm flattered to hear that. Yeah. Seriously, that's that's one of the best compliments we ever get in here. In, in my mind, is people that say, "I don't like X, ooh, but I like that version of mm-hmm. it. Or, I could drink that one." We get that a lot with the gin. Oh, I'm not a gin drinker. Oh, but that's great. Or yeah. like whiskey, but that one was really, you know, yeah. very cool to hear that. So thank you, and, and yeah. tell her I'm glad that she enjoyed
0: it. I will, uh, she'll listen to this, and she'll hear Good. it. So Good. tell us a little bit about the name Still 630. Oh, okay. So you, you've mentioned everything starts at 630, you know, 630 days coming up. What is the importance of that to you?
1: Uh, this is probably my English major coming out. We're overthinking, overanalyzing, reading in layers of meaning and stuff. Um, so I, you know, got to drink it and overthought this name very well. Still, for the piece of equipment that we just still on, capitalize the last L to emphasize STL. You know, sometimes those letters are red, like on our sign out front, to emphasize St. Louis. Uh, we're very proud to be downtown. We want to be a big part of the fabric of this city. Um, six thirty has a few meanings as well. It is the serial number of our pot still, which was handmade right here in Missouri. It's a one of a kind pot still, literally serial number six three zero. It very importantly, it stands for the day we were founded, June thirtieth. So we have a big anniversary party every year on 630 Day, right? It's not a national holiday yet. It's just a (laughs) kick-ass party. Uh, We release brand-new spirits at the party every year. We bring in uh, awesome food from local chefs, uh, gourmet chocolates, ice cream. We've got uh, botanical-inspired beers that we created just for this. We've got um, uh, craft cocktails that come in here. It's our best day of the year on June 30th. Most importantly, 630 stands for 630 feet which is the width and the height of the gateway arch. Tied all together, still 630. That's amazing. I mean, that's much. I wasn't
3: expecting so much. (laughs) That's that's, that's really cool. Hey, this is Scotch Guy, and I hope you've been enjoying listening to this episode. Make sure that you check out all of our fantastic beer, bourbon, and barbecue merch at www.shopbeerbourbonbarbecue.com. Again, that's www.shopbeerbourbonbbq.com. We have tons of great and comfortable t-shirts, so make sure you go pick those up. Make sure you also check us out on Instagram at beer underscore bourbon underscore BBQ and at experiment. Now, let's get back to getting sauce with beer, bourbon, and barbecue. You've heard some of our other episodes. I'm, I'm more of the, the business nerd of the group. Gotcha. Um, so... Tell me a little bit about um, the idea behind the bottles, the labeling, the marketing. Yeah. What was the inspiration for that? What are you going for? Because so I see um, a picture of a, a dog on a lot of these. <laughs> uh, so tell us about that.
1: So the real answer, honestly, is that a lot of this place is David Weglar's and his, what he likes and what he doesn't like, for better or worse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the great things about being the boss is you get to make the final decisions. One of the terrible things about being the boss is that you have to make all the final decisions, <laughs> right? So, um, when we chose the bottle, which is what I heard your first part of your question, we wanted to find a bottle shape that was different. Everybody at the time in the craft spirits industry seemed to have that same Nordic round generic bottle. That was like the craft bottle. And we mm. wanted something different, set ourselves apart. I like the squarish bottle in there. Um, It's got a little more heft and depth to it. It looks a little more masculine. But then it's got the rounded shoulders at the top, which kind of soften that masculinity and make it approachable to both men and women. Uh, We actually did just, just bottles alone. I mean, I had, I don't know, 40, 45 samples of different bottles. And we had some friends and family come in here and give their thoughts after we'd narrowed it down to the ones that my wife and I liked. What do you guys think? What does this make you think about? And so we did some some little quasi-market research, and you know, we drank a bunch of beers with them and, and had a good time. And then we designed the labels with an idea for the aesthetic, not at all for the application or labeling machines in the future.
0: Andrew's shaking his head over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. like uh... <laughs> He's
1: not only the master of sales and distribution, he is the master of labels, a title I'm sure he'd love to give up. <laughs> <laughs> but so we so to the point, though, is we hand label and sign um, each and every single bottle that ever comes out of here. And awesome. it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> We've got that wrap label that goes all around the bottom. We've got a nice circle artwork in the front. And then there's a circle that mirrors it on the backside that gives a little romance copy, a little backstory about each spirit. And then, obviously, the top strip, the tamper seal strip. And we designed it because we thought it looked cool. And when you put them all in a line, like sometimes you see on the bar or on the liquor store shelf – they're all in the same family. You know, mm-hmm. they, all, they all kind of fit together, clearly, but they're all a little bit unique because they all have that different circle art. In retrospect, we definitely should have put our name on there more boldly and proper. That would have been better marketing. <laughs> I wasn't uh, thinking that far ahead. Um, nor was I thinking that these non-round bottles are very difficult to get a labeling machine for. Because you have to turn it every time, especially with that wrap label going all the way around. There's four separate labels that go on there to make one. It's a wonderful um, misstep that <laughs> turned out. We're making the best of it.
0: But I think that you know, like we went last night to uh, I Tap. Yeah. And you know, I'm looking at their wall. You've got they've got all their beers, but uh, they have a, a liquor section. Uh-huh. And you know what? I could pick out the Rally Point right off the bat. Right? Like I knew right like. That's your guys' bottle. Um, I don't want to say it's iconic, but... Uh, but, it <laughs> <is. I> mean, <laughs> well, but it is. I mean, but it is. It's recognizable to... at this point. Yeah, yeah. but I, I could pick it out right away. I was like, I know that bottle, you know? Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. that that's such a cool feature that you guys have. I know you said it's a pain in the ass, but it it stands out uh, to, I guess, you and I. I mean, like, when we go out, we see that kind of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to hear that people pick up on it and notice that. Yeah. And we just... We just went through, about a year ago now, a whole ordeal where we totally revamped our whole labels. We kept the same shape and everything, but we, we uh, changed the paper. So it's got a much more tactile feel for it. We've got some more gold foil embossing and hot stamping and just really tricked it up because we wanted to make sure that those bottles, when they're out on those shelves out there, they're representing the like, what we believe is really high-quality booze that's inside of it. And so we wanted the package to kind of convey that as well. Mm.
3: Yeah, awesome. I think they look great. Um, so flipping walls, yeah. we've got another, I'm sure, structurally significant wall on the other side. <laughs> this of one's more sitting. Okay, gotcha. Not <laughs> yeah. as necessary. So, um, the windows up. This is the back of the the bar for the library. Correct. Um, Kevin was telling me, and we'll see if he actually knows what he's talking about. These, what we've got on the wall here are, are small bottles of all of the different whiskeys you've made so far? No. No, okay, Kevin was wrong. Tell
1: us about that. I just wanted to make Kevin wrong. Sorry, that's fine. Right. Right. I do that too. That's so, all right. He, he's mostly right. There's, yes. a, there's a technicality in there. I just wanted to say no, he was wrong. Um, <laughs> so that is our. That is what we call the library, which is where the name for the cocktail bar came mm-hmm. from. It is our library. So it's kind of broken up into two main sections. On the right, as you're looking at it from uh, you know the public side of the bar, you see uh, all these sample bottles of different samples from different barrels at different periods of aging it's really just from like late 2016 on we've got a bunch of bottles and stuff from earlier but that's what we have up there right now so that is my technicality okay that's
3: that's enough kevin was wrong (laughs) that's Uh, the takeaway you heard it here first
1: um so yeah so what that really does it's it's something that we've kind of done for a long time but we wanted to kind of make it more public and visual because i think it's cool it's us it's really Andrew and I in here nerding out, mm. and so it allows us to do a couple of key things. One, it allows us to pull a sample of the same barrel and watch a spirit evolve and age and mature. We both have tasting notebooks stacked on top of tasting notebooks, filled with notes because we take notes all the time every morning when we do tasting at eight a.m. Um, <laughs> but you there's nothing write. wrong with
0: morning drinking, we by don't the way. Think so. Yeah,
1: we don't want to, we have to. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. 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 it's, it's it's tough. Somebody's got to do it. So. But you can only write, hmm, you know, there's vanilla with little oaky notes, and that rye spice is in there. You can write the same thing a month later, and it's still accurate, but it doesn't tell you the nuances and depth. So if you can pull a sample and then drink them, compare them side by side, you can really dive in and watch the maturity and evolution. It allows us to compare future batches to older batches to make sure we're still hitting that same flavor profile, et cetera. On the left side there is our gin botanical library. That's all those clear bottles. Um... We have 192 different roots, fruits, herbs, leaves, seeds, flowers, salts, peppers, vegetables, nuts, berries um, that we distilled individually on a cute little tabletop still we got back over there in the corner. (laughs) Um, And so so basically, you know, if we were an artist, those are all different colors to paint with. And so we built our Volstead's Folly gin um, using 12 different botanicals. And we just finished creating a brand new gin, our American Navy Strength gin, that we're going to debut at 630 today. day. Totally different flavor uh, set. The only similarities are, the only overlap are juniper and coriander. Otherwise, uh, the Volsteads is a little more savory, sage, lemongrass, elderberries, whereas the Navy Strength is a little more lemon, pepper, citrus, little floral note to it. Uh, we intentionally wanted to create two very different gins, but hopefully very good. And that's what we do in the Gin Botanical Library. We can nerd out it's really done i don't know about andrew but it's really helped me continue to develop my palate Mm. you know so it's fun to be drinking somebody else's spirit or something and picking out little different notes because i've got a very good base for him right here that i've kind of educated myself on yeah that makes sense
3: so um andrew do you do you kind of use that for that for that train of thought of using the different flavors as you come up with different cocktails for the library
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, at this point, um, we already have about ten cocktails that we're ready to pull the trigger on for the Navy strength. Uh, just because of that very fact, going mm. through tasting things individually uh, has been really helpful with, like, w- how we're going to blend flavors. I, like you fine gentlemen, love barbecue. So uh, I, I, I did
1: two, for the record. Well, okay. A big barbecue so, fan. Oh, okay. yeah. You weren't included <laughs> in the fine gentleman. <laughs> I know, yeah. That's yeah. why I had to chime yeah. in. Thank you. But – uh, so the,
2: the whole cooking aspect comes into the cocktail making as well, but having all of these different things to pull from uh, and flavors to compare it to and, and blend it with has been immensely helpful for that very thing. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That was really it's cool. Will you really talk
0: awesome. real quick about that cocktail last night with the smoked jalapoblano?
3: No, Kevin. Oh, I was, I'm going to use that for my pick of the week, but but let's Okay, about. well, you can come back to that. I'll still do it.
0: So, yeah, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that because that was – smoky hotness, but with sweet, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but something I could drink all the time. So, like,
2: awesome. Well, so um, most of the time, I would say probably 95% of the time, Andrea comes up with the cocktails. Uh, I am the guinea pig. I try it, and I pick out all the flavors, as I said. Um, But every once in a while, she lets me sneak one in there. Um, (laughs) And I really just wanted to kind of go for something weird and unique with the breakfast brew. Um, I love coffee. I drink it every morning after we do our samples. Um, to wake you up,
1: right? Key point, because you don't want that coffee will interfere with your flavors and mess up your palate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or at least sense. influence your palate.
2: So. I was an avid pot of morning coffee drinker until I started working here. For, so for the first six months, I'm sure Dave can attest <laughs> that I was a nightmare uh, because I did not get my morning coffee. Six I mean, the whiskey was you know a nice substitute, that's, that's kind of whiskey. but yeah. you know it had to take a while to get there. Uh,
0: so now you're a pot of whiskey in the morning. So now I'm a pot of whiskey in the
2: morning. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's a fair whiskey pot's pretty My big. body is acclimated. Yes. Um, so I wanted to do something really fun with that coffee flavor. Uh, obviously, smoke coffee. It's it's kind of a, one of those things. I use a little bit of coffee in my dry rub. So that's uh, that's something that I kind of related to, going back to the barbecue aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, smoked peppers. Uh, oddly enough, there's been a couple of barrel samples that we've pulled of future experimentals that I've tasted, and I've said, this tastes just like a pepper right off the grill. So combining those things, uh, the lemonade was kind of a, a weird twist. Uh, working in an Italian restaurant for a few years, I always like to shave lemon, uh, lemon zest into my, uh, my French press, and it, the lemon, the citrus, those two things I knew worked well. Blackberries, I mean, what aren't blackberries good with? Mm. So I just kind of melded all those things together. Somehow came up with smoked poblano lemonade, which I will keep a jug of that in my, fr- my <laughs> fridge uh, for the entirety of the summer. Uh, and then, yeah, just kind of built it from there. And uh, all of what we do with the library is just experimenting with cocktails. Uh, several that don't make the menu, probably people would enjoy, but they're just not kind of where we want them. Uh, but that one was just something that Andrea tried to veto a couple times, and I was like, "No, we're going to do this. So, <laughs> smoke poblanos in, in, a, in a cocktail is going to happen." So it's
1: that's wild. Like, I mean, I'm not. Long, a short I, I want to brag on them a little bit because I don't. I don't think that people realize how awesome. I mean, you guys do. Oh, you yeah. get you've been down here, but the cocktails they're putting out are, you know. As good, or better than anything else I've had anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And they're just so creative. They, it's like they, they had are... one that would take me out to the ball game. That had what was in that one? Is that the one I'm thinking of? You know I'm talking about. That a, uh, the, yeah. The the, oh someone. yeah.
2: So we made a uh, like a little. Good grief, what was in that one? I don't even remember at this point. We we did a we did a really interesting day at the ballpark. Uh, we had oh yeah we had the corn dog that's right <laughs> Andrew is over here like it was the corn dog one. Um, so we made a martini. Um, that had um, hot dogs and smoked corn infused in our big Jake white whiskey.
3: Huh.
2: Uh, big Jake is one of those spirits that is great for a showpiece whenever we 're doing tours to say this is what the unaged product is like uh, i can 't tell you how many tastings we 've done, and people have been like i didn't know whiskey was white so that 's one of those things where it 's a great showpiece, but as far as the application in a cocktail it 's a little bit uh, it 's a little bit of a i don 't know a, a roadblock for some people. We like to embrace that it's, it's got that raw, like, you know, grain, rye flavor um, and kind of enhance it. So um, we did a sm- uh, hot dogs and smoked corn that we infused in this. Uh, and then we did, um, we turned it into a martini with a mustard and relish shrub. Huh. So homemade shrub that we did with uh, just relish, real nice stone ground mustard. And when you shook it all up together... Uh, yes, it was weird, but people were looking at it, it, it and they're like, hard. I don't know yeah. why I like this. Yeah, huh. um, it, w-
1: it was incredible. It was like he liquefied that corn dog yeah. with all the fixings and turned it, now it's a cocktail. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. They do stuff like that all the time in here. It's amazing. They're little wizards. And it's Come back next week for <laughs> the cocktail shrimp wizards. cocktail. <laughs> nice.
2: Horseradish infused Big Jake, a tomato, tomato puree, a little bit of citrus. It's going to be martini style as well, but it's going to be served with a cocktail shrimp. Oh. it's going to be
0: uh I always love like time. when I'm on Instagram and I see you guys like making stuff I'm like oh I can't wait to see what this is <laughs> like you know like you'll post pictures and all that kind of stuff but like, this is interesting where are we going with this this week and all that so uh
1: Speaking of Instagram that would be indomitable beard yes that would be uh, drink bourbon wear lipstick and of course at still 6:30 yeah mm-hmm. so you Can go I interject something? So we were talking about, we've mentioned Big Jake a couple times, and yeah. I realized one of the answers, that, or the, one of the questions that you asked me earlier, was uh, where do the labels come from and stuff? And so Big Jake, for example, is our, there's a dog on there, right? So white whiskey is often called white dog. I happen to have a 110-pound big white dog named Jake. So that's him in his fancy clothes, you know? Um, and uh, then you see on the breakfast brewer, that's him with his coffee mug. You know, he's not messing around anymore. He's got his coffee. It's over there. Uh, it's empty right there, but... Um, Some of the other ones are just fun stuff, like the Rally Point is the picture of our distillery, if you stand in the right corner of the parking lot. Um, Expedition Rum is me and the investors on a Lewis and Clark keelboat headed upriver from St. Louis. If you had a magnifying glass, you can see that. Um, SS Sorghum is a paddle boat we made up. It also stands for Sydney's Sweet Sorghum Whiskey. Sydney's my wife's name, so I figured if I name something after the dog, I darn well better name something after the wife. Um, And we also have one of my favorites, though, is Volstead's Folly. It's named uh, after Andrew Volstead, who wrote the Volstead Act that enforced Prohibition. Son of a bitch. This is our homage to him, if you will. Um, and so, you know, some rebel moonshiner must have added a little bit of graffiti to him. We got the picture from the Library of Congress. It's awesome. Kind of fun stuff. So just us being playful and creative.
0: I mean, yeah. If you were going to say, like, where would be a good starting point? For somebody who's maybe not in a whiskey, but they want to try your stuff, like— Where would be a good jumping-off point into your world of whiskey? That would be one
1: of our tours. Okay. I would say definitely because you come down here, you see the place, which is an interesting place. It's a unique experience in St. Louis. But then i walk you through the process and really kind of break down how you turn cereal grains into drinkable booze. right? So you understand that. We talk about the nuances, the differences of the flavors and everything. And then at the end, we come here and we do a little tasting. And whatever spirits that we have available, you get to try a certain number of them. But I walk you through and I talk about them. And so it's, it's hard to do it the same at home unless you have a good bar that's got a whole wide spectrum of different spirits. And one of the most important parts of that, and that's coming back to the Big Jake again, is trying the Big Jake and then trying the Rally Point right after it. That is a real great, we call it educational drinking But people really get to see, okay, this is what the spirit was, and then this is how a barrel changes it and transforms it. And it it just kind of opens their eyes to a whole different understanding and nature of spirits. And we've got four different whiskeys right now on that shelf that are four totally different flavor profiles. One of the things we're real big on is not trying to make everybody love everything. I know this next
0: question is loaded, so I'm going to ask it. And I ask this to a lot of people whom I meet for distillers and all that and it's the hardest question I've ever asked them because it's like picking your favorite child.
3: <laughs> What's
0: your favorite that you make? Like, if you had to pick, and I know, like, as a teacher, people are like, who's your favorite student? It's like, well, that's easy because they're not my kids. Yeah. But I know for you, you put blood, sweat, and tears uh-huh. into this. So is there one that stands out to you, Dave, that's like, I know that five-year Rye, Rally Point Rye is pretty
1: special to you. It- but I don't... What do you think? It is a hard question. Because as you said, I have emotional attachment to each and every one of them. You know? I, I, they were literally all individually made with our blood, sweat, and tears. So I'm, I'm proud of them. Um, I look at them and I see little nuances and aspects I'd like to tweak and continue to improve on. Um, you know, I think there's room for improvement on each and every one of them. I, I am particularly partial to the double barrel rally point and to the five-year rally point. Uh, A, the five-year was the first ever five-year-old whiskey from the state of Missouri. I didn't know that until like right before we released it. I just, I think that's pretty cool. Um, Both of those were named the best craft whiskey in the country in 2016 and 2018, respectively, which is ridiculous. In an old Hardy's building downtown St. Louis from a guy who's basically self-taught, We've made the best craft whiskey in the country of the last three years. Mm-hmm. Stupid. But it's real, and it happened, and it's awesome. Um, so, so those two are immediately at the top of my, my running. But you know what I want to say right now? I would say it might actually be Volstead's Folly. I love the name. I love the concept. Um, it took us seven months of tasting the different botanicals, and we had literally less than half as many as we have now. Going through and blending them and going back and forth, and uh, we really just built that one from scratch, and that's one that really catches people by surprise. And we have a lot of non self-proclaimed non gin drinkers that really love it, Um, so that's cool too. But I mean, I could find a reason for everything. But I will to to wrap up this long winding explanation. (laughs) I'll go with Volstead's folly.
0: Well, I want to say thank you very much for letting us come to your distillery. Andrew, thank you for making sure my glass never was empty tonight, or this morning, <laughs> this I guess. Morning. We're not even tonight. I mean, we're, you said this is the best time to drink in the morning, right?
1: Well, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning.
0: Yeah. Um, so thank you very much for coming, well, for letting us come. Thank um, you very much for having us. I think you guys do a great job. I mean, I'm right, I'm gotcha. diehard St. Louis. I mean, and I think you guys do a great job representing the city, getting our Thank city you. out there, putting a positive light on our city. Thank you. So mm-hmm.
1: we're trying. Definitely. I
0: think you guys do a fantastic job. Tell us real quick. Uh, Six thirty day. Yep. Real quick, what, what is all happening again on that? Um, so how can we get tickets? Perfect.
1: Um, and I, not to make this just a mutual love fest, but I think you guys do a great job of pointing out and highlighting the positive things in the city, you know, and really doing a job getting the word out. So that's that's great. Thank, thank you. you. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Um, so six thirty day is our annual anniversary party. Happens June thirtieth, which thank the gods it's a Saturday this year. So yay! Um, it is five to nine p.m. At the distillery. We clear out the place. We've got a giant tent that goes in the parking lot. We've got vendors out there. It's our anniversary party, but it's really just a, a celebration of a lot of the partners that we work with. So we've got uh, Kui Tran, one of our good buddies, uh, who's uh, you know, chef owner of My Lee and Nudo House. He's coming in to do all the food. We've got O'Fallon Brewery. They're uh, brewing up some, this is the uh, first time I guess I'm announcing this, some Goza-style beers Ooh. that we have flavored with the different botanicals of Volstead's Folly and the new Navy Strength.
0: Were they here yesterday? Yes. Was that? Okay, I yes. saw that
1: yesterday. Yeah, that was them. That was us doing uh, science R&D. <laughs> yeah, about just drinking beer. It was for a purpose. Um, so they're coming in with some two awesome beers exclusively made just for the party. Awesome. Uh, we've got Rick Jordan doing some gourmet chocolates. Calde's Coffee is going to be here. They're, they're the partner we use for the breakfast brew. Um, so they'll be here with an awesome coffee keg cocktail and some cold brew coffee as well. Uh, Twinkle Brews, who does the candles, will be here. Backroads Personalization, who does all of our merchandise and engraving. And everything that's wood and carved in here is all thanks to the wonderful and talented Andrea of Backroads Personalization. Uh, we will also have um, Jeremy Stanton from Barrel Brands. Here they use our barrels to make their awesome uh, hair and skin oils that are barrel-aged with our used barrels. And we have Cocktails Are Go, doing, tending the bar. And we have... Several spirits to release, which were really kind of our highlight of it. We're bringing out, we have a, a handful of three packs of our first f- three brewery collaborations. Um, so you can buy a three-pack of all three of the first ones that have been sold out for a long time. We're going to have quarterly collections of our experimental series. So if you missed any of them or you just, you already drank them and you need to refill mm-hmm. on them, then you can come in and you can buy a quarter. Um, so, you know, three months of so three different experiments from each quarter. We're releasing our brand-new American Navy Strength Gin, debuting it on the world stage. And we are finally releasing batch two of our best whiskey in the country, our five-year Rally Point Rye Whiskey. You can pre-order tickets, or you can pre-order bottles of the five-year. We've got about 30-some left. So if you want it, order it. Um, On the website, still630.com, you can get tickets to 630 Day, still630.com. If you buy the tickets ahead of time, you save five bucks. A ticket gets you admission, samples from all the wonderful things. It gets you uh, food and tokens for drinks. Cool. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Cool, cool, cool. It's a
1: lot going on. I can't do it any more concisely. Than <laughs> hey, that no, sounds that's,
0: that sounds like one it's, hell of a party.
1: It should be the best day we've ever had.
0: Cool, cool, That's cool. what we're planning on anyway. So, Dave, I told you before we get started, we always have our pick of the week at the end yep. of the, every podcast. Um, Something that just excites us this week. Um, it can be beer, bourbon, barbecue, or it can be anything completely outside the ordinary, and all that. And you being our first guest we've ever had on, you're going to be our first guest pick of the week. So, so
1: it would be uncouth of me to pick one of my own products. As you my can pick, pick, of the pick what, <laughs> what. The rule is the rule
0: is you can pick whatever you want. That's the cool part of this. It's so good. It's a good it's,
1: rule. Um, all right. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to weasel in and. Then, lump a few things together in my pick. So what I would like to do is pick up a bottle of the five-year rally point, smuggle in some awesome barbecue as I take it to see Solo again. I watched Solo on Friday night, really enjoyed it. I'd like to go through and kind of delve a little bit deeper uh, into it again and, and kind of experience it one more time. So that's that's my pick.
0: I'm going to awesome. jump off your pick of the okay. week and say my pick of the week is Solo. Um, Great movie, lots of kind of twists, good setup for future movies to come. I went in with zero expectations, finally, to a Star Wars movie, um, because I did not like Last Jedi. Uh, It was tough. But I went. There it was were zero. aspects
1: of it that yeah. really rubbed me wrong.
0: And this is normally how our podcast ends up getting. We end up talking about Star Wars half the time. <laughs> so going, you know, that's we're usually how our right. days go in here yeah. too. So that's my pick of the week.
3: Right. So since I have not yet seen Solo, I know I'm a bad person and a bad friend. Um, I'm envious. <laughs> I have to go
1: see it again for the first time.
3: Uh, mine is like we already said the smoked poblano lemonade. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? Delicious. We've already talked about it, so I'm going to go on to say I think we need to come up with a barbecue rub that complements that, get those flavors in there, and then try them all together.
0: Would that uh, be the first beer burn barbecue collaboration we've ever done?
3: Well, we need to throw a beer in there too, but we can that, drink beer while doing it. we can have it. Yes. Genius.
0: Done. Perfect. Andrew, hop in real quick on Dave's mic. Do you have a pick of the week?
2: I do. So uh, today. Here, <laughs> you, you like it. So uh, today I will be drinking a beer. I will be smoking some shrimp and some mushrooms mm. and making a lasagna, a smoked shrimp and mushroom lasagna using the five-year Rally Point barrel char Ooh. that came out of the barrel. So, uh, Do you sell while, the barrel char
0: yet? Have you can. thought about
2: it? <laughs> I'd be very interested. So
0: I have Buffalo Trace barrel char that I'm running very low on. Okay. So think about
1: that. That's a yeah, absolutely. Um, We we can we can make that happen. Okay. Uh, (laughs) But I got to say, Andrew, he's not patting himself on the back enough for his cooking. It's exceptional. Like Andrew and Andrea are wizards in the garden, in the kitchen, in the bar. They're incredibly creative. He made. I can't wait for this lasagna he's talking about. He made a gumbo last year with the barrel char chips from the first barrel. Dynamite. Oh, my goodness. So I have very high expectations for this
0: lasagna. So the library is also going to get an extension soon
2: with a food truck, right?
1: <laughs> I don't know if he's got any more hours in the day.
2: I mean, for barbecue, I can always make it happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So, guys, if we want to get in contact with you on Instagram, how, what's, I know you've kind of thrown it out already. We'll kind of wrap up At with that. It's still 630 okay uh andrew is at
1: indomitable beard
0: andrea who has quietly been making sure again our glasses you two have taken fantastic care of us today so
1: at drink bourbon wear lipstick cool. underscore wear lipstick yeah
0: alex if people
3: want to follow
1: Always you good advice.
3: i'm still at the.alex.experiment
1: how's the experiment going
3: Pretty good, pretty yeah, good. It's good. been mostly related around parenting lately, but <laughs> nice. it's a whole crazy experiment in and of itself. Yes. And then I'm Kevin
0: at beer underscore bourbon underscore barbecue. Um, you can email us at hello at bourbon dot com. Check out uh, bourbon barbecue. We've got awesome t-shirts up there. Dave, Andrew, Andrea, thank you guys very much for having thank us. You, yeah. Thanks for being our first guest. Pleasure. Um, thank you for it's having been us. it a hell on of a guys. show, and we appreciate it. Yeah. So thank you again very much for.
1: Thank you. Hanging out with us. Anytime. Cheers.